I have uh, a precious little time. I want to thank everybody, of course. The reason I'm here is really to interact with you all. Um, uh, the way I look at myself is really, uh, I was you 30 years ago. So it's an interesting perspective because um, I, I think uh, life comes in three parts. They're about 30-year parts, and they represent a generation. And the, the three parts are very different from each other. You know, in the first part of your life, uh, you're dependent on others and you're learning. In the second part of your life, others are dependent on you and you're working. And then in the third part of your life, um, you're reflecting and you're mentoring and you're in savoring life, I think. And so uh, somebody said that uh, old is 20 years more than whatever you are. So I'm sure I look very old and you look very young, but I'm in a stage of my life that I can look uh, back and have the benefit of that extra 30 years. And I'd just like to uh, share some stories. And uh, first, I'd like to take about five minutes and just tell you my story. And then I'd uh, like to let you know some of the things that uh, were helpful to me. Uh, so as a kid, uh, at, at 12, I started to trade the markets. At the time, it was the 1960s. And you would remember, uh, Mr. Nader, that uh, the 1960s was a boom period. Um, it was a period of idealism. Uh, uh, Kennedy was elected in 1960. We could conquer outer space. We were going to eliminate poverty. This was a fantastic era in which you could do anything that you wanted to do. And um, that created a mood. And as you were saying, really, in 1966 was the peak. was the peak, really, in many ways. It was the peak in the stock market, the real dollar peak for the next 20 years we had an environment which was exactly the opposite of that uh, for those first early years of the 60s. Now, as a fellow who's trading in the markets, I want to tell you that I've always been surprised. I've learned to be surprised. So when as I ch started to trade the markets at the time, the belief was that the markets would always go up, that the, um, everything was going to get better, and dollar cost averaging was the thing to do. And you just kept investing in that, just kept buying stocks. And I was surprised from 1966 until 1982, the world was exactly the opposite of that. The stock market in real dollar terms fell, the unemployments. We entered a new era. We entered an era where there was the Vietnam War. We entered guns and butter. I learned about guns and butter. I learned about um, how it was exactly different. And what happened at each of these points, from 66 to 82, from 82, uh, unemployment, the world crisis, was the greatest. I started my company in 1975. I got two years out of school. 1973, I graduated from school. Two years later, I started my company. And I would say that all I had was dreams um, and an appreciation for reality and the determination to pursue what I wanted. And so when I look, if you can have those things, I believe that those are the important things, that you have dreams, all of you have your particular dreams. If you can understand and embrace reality, including, most importantly, what you don't know, it's so much better than uh, the other way around. So what I did 
uh, over those years. I, it evolved. I failed terribly. I failed repeatedly. And I learned to love failure. So I want to just share some general thoughts about the lessons that I've learned. I think that success uh, is, is you pursuing your direction. You know your goals. It comes in five parts. First, what are your goals? What are you going after? They have to be consistent with your nature. They're the things that you, nobody can tell you. It's your passion. There's a pull. Uh, unlike in the early years, that first phase of your life when you think um, that you're following the instructions of others. There are no decisions to be made in that early years. Um, they tell you, go to this school, go to that school, no decisions. In the second phase of your life, it's exactly the opposite. In the second phase of your life, what happens is it's all up to you, and you start to learn some things. And I would say that the first is don't follow others, don't try to please others. The most important thing, at least that has worked for me, is to know what you want, to think independently. There's, uh, when you look at uh, Steve Jobs or you look at the people who were real shapers, they were not learners. They were not people who used the part of the brain that was their memory. Instead of using the part of their brain that is memory and learning for others, they were thinkers. The quote that you gave for Einstein was, it was a very good example. All of the shapers in the world were people who um, needed to make sense of things, needed to pursue their own and took alternative paths. A, a great architect that I know um, um, uh, started, w nobody would build the houses he wanted to build. And he ended up saying that uh, I won't build those other houses, so he started to build dog houses. And in order to build the dog houses, because they were the dog houses that he liked, and he built beautiful dog houses, and then he Everybody loved his dog houses, and then, as a result, he ended up becoming one of the great architects of our time. Uh, the process of don't listen to other people, know what makes sense to you, don't follow others, don't please others. If you please others, you'll lose yourself. You won't even know yourself what matters, because you won't have that as a beacon. Um, understand how reality works. The world, I believe, works like a machine. There are cause-effect relationships. Since the Big Bang began, it's essentially that we've had destiny. Every, there's cause-effect relationships, there's a movement, and the same things happen over and over again. So when I encountered all of the crises that I saw in each time, I, I realized that they didn't have, they surprised me for the first time, but they all happened repeatedly. 1971, there was a breakdown of the monetary system. I looked, this never happened before in my lifetime. It happened many times outside of my lifetime. The financial crisis that we just went through, um, it was not surprising. It's a deleveraging. It happened many times in, in, in other people's lifetimes. So the, everything happens over and over again, repeatedly. Everything happens over, over and over again in a different form. And it all happens because of cause-effect relationships. And if you start to think, it's an, everything is another one of those. Everything is another one of those. How do those work? What are the cause-effect relationship? How does reality work? Um, I want to say that I also learned um, that knowing 
what you know is so much less important than what you don't know. And that being, um, being open-minded, um, open-minded in recognition of your, um, wherever that leads, in recognition of your weaknesses, in embracing your mistakes, is the most important thing. So I want to say that you pursue your goals, and as you go after your goals, you're going to encounter problems. And every time you encounter a problem, a problem is a gem. A problem is a wonderful thing because it's a learning opportunity. So don't be bummed out about problems. As you encounter your problems, that is where you learn from, mostly. And if you then, after you recognize that you have a problem, if you can get to the root cause of that problem, the real root cause of the problem, including your own personal weaknesses or the weaknesses of people around you to appreciate then how reality works, then you could design what to do about it. You can come up with the design to not make that mistake again because everything happens over and over again. So design that solution and then to have the self-discipline to follow that through and to do that over and over again. That's all the process is. Going after your goals, encountering your problems, appreciating your problems, loving your problems. I, I want to say something about um, mistakes or failures. Um, my attitude about failures, and I think most people's attitudes who are successful about failures, is very different than most other people who, uh, there's a big difference. Uh, failure, I don't understand the concept of failure because the concept of failure implies an end, I guess. Is failure or is it a learning experience? So the idea of, of, of failing to whatever the experience is, I just view it it's going to be an experience, right? Go into anything. Go into it. It'll be an experience. It'll be a learning experience. So by pursuing your goals, encountering your problems, and getting to the root cause of your problems, the biggest barrier to getting to the root cause of your problems is ego. The ego barrier. When you talk about psychological pain, psychological pain, where does psychological pain come from? If every time you experience psychological pain, and then you pause, and you reflect on it after that psychological pain, It'll be a fantastic learning experience because those two things, pain, psychological pain, whatever form it takes, means that something is at odds. So there's no such thing as failure. They're just experiences. And they're learning experiences. And recognize your weaknesses. The definition of a great person, I've learned that it's so different than I was taught originally to believe it was. A great person used to be, the idea, is somebody who knew it all, had it all. And I learned that uh, every great person that I knew had major weaknesses. They had, because the strengths come with a weakness. If your brain works in a certain way, it doesn't work in another way. And there are very different kinds of thinking. Very different kinds of thinking. The way that the brains work, that your brains work, will be so, is so radically different than you can possibly imagine. We have a company, um, our environment, we have, um, tape everything so everybody could see how um, and make it all available. So we have radical transparency because we think transparency is 
uh, healthy. So everybody could see all the meetings and every, all what, uh, however anybody thinks. And, and we believe that in order to have an idea meritocracy, we have to be able to try to get at truth. So we spend a lot of time in thoughtful disagreement. Disagreement, finding the people who have the opposite point of view and then exploring, two intelligent people, exploring the opposite point of view to try to learn is powerful. In our society, generally speaking, that that doesn't happen. People are reluctant to disagree. That's so crazy. You go to a restaurant, sit with somebody, and at the other, they say they like the restaurant, you say you don't like the restaurant, you're reluctant to say that. You're reluctant to disagree. The power comes from finding out from other people what you might be missing from the learning. So it's not within you. So the great person doesn't have it within him. The great person doesn't know. The great person is the person who can explore, go out there and explore, and has the individual sense of what, it, what makes sense to them. So when you look at Einstein or you look at, um, I had uh, wonderful conversations with um, Isaacson, Walter Isaacson, who wrote the biography of Steve Jobs, Albert Einstein, and Benjamin Franklin. And he talked about how they thought. They thought in a very different way. Their brains approached things in a very different way. What they all had to do was to make sense of things. They never listened to other people. So I would say that people are radically different in order to be successful, that you have to go from imagination to actualization. Different ways of thinking. Those who can imagine are very much right-brained, comes from a different spot, part, in the, part in the brain, and then there's a very much more, a left-brain kind of thinking, a process that will be precise. And you'll see that people naturally will gravitate to that. So there are different ways of thinking radically different ways of thinking. And in order to do, go th produce something great, you have to bring together people who think very, very differently. And there can't be misunderstandings. So you will find somebody who is creative may not be reliable. Somebody who's reliable may not be creative. And you have to orchestrate that and bring that together. And you won't understand that unless you have that thoughtful disagreement. So. It's like if you were, um, I, I look at it mostly like um, supposing I'm on, there's a, I want to have a great life, and the great life is on the other side of a, a jungle, and I have to get to the other side of the jungle in order to have a great life. But in that jungle, there are all sorts of deadly animals and things that can kill me. If I stay on this side of the great jungle, I'll have an ordinary life. If I get to the other side, I'll have a great. How should you approach that? How do I approach that? I enter that with um, other people who I have relationships. For me, the most important thing is meaningful work and meaningful relationships. So that's our work. We go into that jungle, and they have different sets of eyes, all looking out for all of the different things that can bite you. And you go through that jungle that way. And you will get bit. And you will get, I have been bit, I have been hurt. But you continue on, and then you begin to realize that what's great 
is not the other side of the jungle, but going through the jungle and doing that, pursuing your mission. People have asked me how it's different through these various stages of life. And I want to say that it, it really isn't very different. They look at now, we look back and that people will look at us as being successful, right? It isn't very different, really, right? It is just a different new thing. It's, it doesn't feel different. It's just a new, new challenge and a new adventure. And I think that the most important things that I could say to you is that if I was give advice in, in building something, we run from the two-bedroom apartment. We have 1,500 people who work there. Every stage was different. And so if you're pursuing those dreams, know what you don't know. Approach it with don't let ego pain stand in the way. Don't let ego barriers stand in the way. Go look to other people for answers. Don't follow, but understand and pursue your dreams with determination and a great appreciation of reality.